What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Make It Work podcast. This is Stephanie. And this is Morgan. What's going on, guys? Welcome back. It's kind of weird because Morgan and I technically are recording the next day after we just gave you that sex toy episode. Yeah. God damn. We, we had a great time. I that was you, super fun. Did you guys orgasm? Did you? Was it good for you? <laughs> did you come? Did you come? But please tell me, please. I hope we've heard from you by now. I still have Morgan in person. We decided to try to lock down one more recording. So we're kind of doing this shit live today. Yeah. Fuck it. Do it live. Fuck it. Fuck it. As always, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, you know, you know the thing. <laughs> All the things that we always say, just please do them. Please do it. Like share on your Instagram story, tell a friend, all that fun stuff. If you go to our site on Apple Podcasts, search Make It Work Podcast, scroll all the way down where the five stars are, click five stars, write something nice. We'll pretend we're words of affirmations, people, for this part of the episode. Yeah, it would mean a lot to us. It would. We would really appreciate it. <laughs> so today... We're kind of, we, we figured we kind of bench over and give it to your heart with the last episode. And it seems like when we're looking at down like a breakdown of who's listening to us, that there's people like a good amount of people who we don't know who listen to this podcast. Yeah. And so we are like, okay, we've already put, you know, all the really intimate shit out there in the world, you know, including our own personal masturbating practices and things like that. <laughs> so we figured why not do finally a kind of more get to know us episode. Yeah, so you know, you're so nervous about your first date. What are you going to talk about? And you do kind of a middle-of-the-night anxiety-ridden Google search about topics of conversation during a date. And we've all seen those, you know, 100 questions to ask your partner to get to know them better. Yeah, we're going to build intimacy. Oh, fuck yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Because, you know, we're not intimate enough. You know, we're not already the two closest, closest human being to be my <laughs> An unsettling amount, other than sexual, it's Morgan and I are as intimate as again. I think so. But we also thought, because I was like, I probably know most of the answers. Not a lot will surprise me. Morgan did surprise me with one thing in the last episode, so maybe she will. And if you guys haven't listened to that, and you're not related to us, you definitely should go listen to that. Yeah, that was fun. We wanted you guys to get to know us and kind of see where we're coming from. So that's what we're going to do. We're just going to kind of ask each other, tell each other stories, all that kind of get good stuff, help you get to know us. Sounds good to me. All right. So I am going to go first. Morgan, what would constitute a perfect day for you? Oh, did we say where we got these questions from? Oh, no, no, no. So this is the psychology today. The 36 questions to bring you closer together. Um, I had actually done this previously with my partner. When we were first dating, we we're talkers and we can get on tangents, but we were trying to focus our conversations. And I think it was the New York Times possibly put out like a hundred questions to like build a foundation of your relationship. And we would take one question, we'd end up talking about it for like hours. So we found like a little bit shorter one from Psychology Today. And it's just kind of like a good way to go into different corners of your brain stuff that, I mean, I think I could plan a really good day for Morgan, but what's your ideal day? Like what would, if you picked your birthday, everything, money aside, doesn't matter, location doesn't matter, what would you do? Okay. That's a good one mm -hmm. because I, the start would be like waking up late. Mm -hmm. Right there with you. Yes. No alarms, just a super comfortable bed, like a little cool, mm -hmm. some white noise and slowly just waking up without any fucking responsibilities. Huge. I mean, <laughs> that's it. 
That's my perfect day. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then I watch Netflix the rest of the day. Okay, or yeah. else I gotta do? But once, if no one else makes me fucking wake up, I'm in a great mood. Right. I feel like I would have every meal somewhere different. Yes. But I think I would like one of them to be cooked for me at home. Probably breakfast in bed. Ooh. We both like eating in bed. Mm-hmm. Huge fans. Sexy time. Mm-hmm. I like it in the morning. Really? I like it in the evening. I like it. I'd probably go morning. We'll do it. We'll have a good time. And then we have our whole day ahead of us. That's fair. And that's a good mood setter for the day. Yeah. Okay. Start your day off on a positive note. What's yeah. not to like about that? Yeah. Where would I be? Greece, maybe. I've always wanted to go to Greece. Mm-hmm. It's Greece. Picture this. You're in Greece. Okay. <laughs> I'm there. I'm ready. During the day. I'm seeing Santorini. Yeah. You have an infinity pool. Oh. I have an infinity pool. This is my day. Okay. You're FaceTiming me. I'm seeing your infinity pool. Got it. I mean, we can all be there. That would be cool, too. That would be cool. I could have all my people there. And Floyd. And Floyd. Very handsome. (laughs) It would be, like, warm, but not super hot. Okay. You could walk around. Okay. Temperature-wise. So I'm thinking, like, 70s Mm -hmm. degree Fahrenheit, of course, (laughs) for our foreign (laughs) listeners. Because you do exist. Because 70 Celsius probably sounds fucking insane. Yeah, is that, that, I don't think there's a temperature that's livable at 70 because at 100 water boils. So I, yeah. I think you'd be super fucked. They'd be like, oh my God, 70 degrees? This is psychotic, bitch. No. And you know we're not smart enough to know what 70 degrees is in, in Celsius, but you probably know what it is in Fahrenheit because you're smarter than us. So continue. Yes. Your school system did a much better job. <laughs> I can just say that flat. Without even knowing where you are, honestly. I have no idea where you are, but I can tell you that your education was better than mine. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I would want to be with my boyfriend mm-hmm. and just kind of like be in a cool city. I would love seafood, fresh seafood. And honestly, I would like everything to be planned for me. It really doesn't need to be much. It just needs to be thoughtless for me. Okay. I don't want to have anything to do with the planning. Fair. I just want to be led around. Like the whole day taken care of for you, not having to be the decision maker. Right. No deci- I don't want to make any decisions. But you want to know that he chooses, like he doesn't make you sleep outside. Like he can, like <laughs> makes choices with you in mind, but like already made the choices. Right. There's no camping here. There's no, no not too much outside. I want minimal outside activity too. Yeah. Minimal outside, but like, or outside with a, with coverage or water water's nice water's nice keeps it cool okay. a less humid so your ideal day breakfast in bed walking around greece taking in new scenery having some like tapas wine whatever tapas is in, in greek <laughs> it's tapas tapas no i'm kidding <laughs> I have no fucking idea <laughs> i thought you were actually correcting me i'll be like we're gonna discuss later that, no. that tone that you just used <laughs> <laughs> okay no no anything else that you want to do for the day i feel like i just love very simple easy not super busy no pressure days like even now my my best days are when i'm off of work and i don't have anything to do and i can just stay in in bed or on my couch all day yeah no obligations like minimally i will i would go over to my parents house to see my family and the dogs yeah and you know, having a full busy day makes me so tired and I feel like I would want to be alert and just relaxed yeah. the whole day. That sounds incredible. 
Just like minimal responsibility, beautiful scenery, great food with my people mm-hmm. and lovin's whenever I want. That sounds like what's up. I feel like that's pretty good. That's pretty damn good. <laughs> I got I got nothing else. I mean, I, I'm I agree wholeheartedly. Are we both answering these questions? Uh, or yes. Or are we just alternating? I have similar vibes, so it'd be easier. Yeah. I think I'd go back to Italy because I want new memories in Italy, mm-hmm. and I would go. My favorite and the thing favorite things I've done in the world are cooking classes. Like one time, Charlie like rented out the whole like cooking school here, mm. and I want to go back to Italy and go do cooking classes, and just be up in like the hills of Tuscany for the day. That's what I would want. It's just like to wake up on a vineyard, having cooking class, drink wine, go down into Florence for the night having one activity like that would be good yeah like one but like i didn't have to wake up early right something like that or just show up when you show up exactly and then we'll do the cooking class yeah because it's a (laughs) private cooking class to get there whenever the fuck you want kind of thing or one of my very favorite places i've been very underrated is aruba because i Mm. want girl one missing so people kind of like get really nervous yeah they shit on aruba hardcore which i mean don't get me wrong i mean it matters that she went missing no like i'm not minimizing but there, A, it's the best beaches I've ever been to. Like, the pr- mm. most beautiful beaches I've ever been to. It's a very small island. They call it, like, the happy island. Like, people there are just lovely. And they also have gambling. And I, I do like to gamble. So we, when I went with my family, we would go to the beach during the day. Or we had a pool at our Airbnb. And then we went gambling at night. That was also one of my all-time favorite vacations. Damn, that sounds good, too. Yeah, that was a really good time. So, like, something like that. Either cooking class or, like, beach and gambling along those lines. I'd be, I'd be down for that. Yeah. I mean, normally when I'd be planning a vacation, it's usually not somewhere that I just want to laze around all the time. When I'm planning a trip, I like to go somewhere that I want to travel around and learn things and see things. Mm-hmm. I think my perfect day, if it was just going to be a me day, would be like no decisions to be made. Yeah. I like to explore some, but I don't want to be jam-packed. No, because when I plan something for myself, like I did a whole big UK trip for a couple of weeks with a girlfriend and it was England, Scotland and Ireland. And I made a fucking Excel spreadsheet so that I knew when our flights were, where we were staying, what the phone numbers were in case our families needed to reach us, like what tours we were doing at that time. And that was fun to plan. But I also it was exhausting. Yeah. And then when I went to Israel for my birthright trip with my sister, that is just completely planned in advance for you. Like you just show up at the airport and you make sure you have your passport and a few bucks and your clothes and you just get carted around Israel for 10 days. That's pretty fucking cool. And they do everything. They put you up. They tell you where to be. They tell you what time to be places. Everything's like guided. Yeah. And that was nice. That is cool. If you're Jewish listening to this and you for some reason, don't know about your birthright trip and you are under 26 years of age, Google it. You get a free trip to Israel. Fucking do it. Paid for by Israel for 10 days. And all you have to do is have a phone conversation with someone. Honestly, if you really want to go to Israel, you can probably fake it. Yeah, hell's really hot for an Israel trip for me. I know that Jews don't believe in that. So like if you're Jewish, then you're good and you're not going to feel bad. Or if you grew up Jew and you don't believe it anymore. But like as a Catholic, hell be really hot for me to get a free 10 day trip. I'm just saying. I don't know. I feel like a free 10 day trip is worth a lot. But that's just me. (laughs) Fair. All right. What's my question, Morg? Your question is, if you could wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability, what would it be? Oh, 
<clears throat> one physical quality. Oh, this is hard. I wish or I or personality quality. It doesn't have to be physical. I guess I wish I had better control of the uh voice my voice volume because sometimes I have zero idea that I'm like screaming yeah. and I I hate that like I don't mean to. It's not like I'm like someone's talking and I like try I get like so passionately excited and then I have no idea that I'm screaming. I would love to have better control of that because I have no idea it's fucking happening. <laughs> like that's a physical thing and then emotionally I wish I did not let other people's feelings, concerns, their issues impact me so much. Like, I love having empathy when I want to have empathy. Yeah. I wish I could turn it off. And just stop caring for like a second. Just like maybe even like 20 minutes at a time. Yeah. (laughs) Just Just, to give yourself a fucking break. Yeah. I wish that like how other people felt, how other people were doing their problems. I wish that I, I don't want to turn off completely, but I wish I had the ability to selectively empath. Okay. That's, I think what I would want. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. I feel like the one thing that I need that I just can't seem to grasp for myself is patience i'm always like damn i just i wish i had more patience with people yeah and i don't have any yeah that's fair and you know it's hard as a nurse taking care of people that i lack patience with because a lot of them need patience because <laughs> they're patients because they're patients <laughs> they're called take pa- a shot every time i say patience <laughs> Whether it's patience or patience. Chug, 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 chug. <laughs> you're dead now. <laughs> End of the game. You died. And now you're dead. Uh, I just, I think back and I'm just like, damn, if I could have just stopped in my tracks for a second there and taken a deep breath, that could have been better. And consciously, I know that I need to do that. But when I'm in the moment, I, I, that's what I would like. I'd like to be able to, in the moment, take a deep breath and proceed calmly mm-hmm. instead of getting in my own, own head, getting all worked up about things. And a lot of the time that also has to do with what you said, where you're just concerning yourself with other people's bullshit constantly that you don't have room in your brain for anything else. No. And it's like, I mean, I know both of us would say, I'm thankful that you're passionate. I'm thankful I'm passionate. I mean, sometimes it comes across in a temper for me, at least. I do think I'm a little more patient, but I also think that I have a different kind of. I would say like you might like kind of be quicker to like have a little bit more strong emotions, but I can get pretty mean shortly after. Like when I explode, like I'm not nice at all. I know that. So I feel like that's like it's like a give and take with being passionate kind of thing, like a give and take with empathy. Like, I don't want to lose empathy, but I want to turn it off. And like, you don't want to lose passion, but like you would like to like have a little like rain on it. Yeah, I would love to not give a shit for like a second for just like like just like to be chill. I wish I could be like easy breezy cover girl about some shit and I can't. Oh, my God. My sister. I don't know how like who the fuck or how the hell. She. I swear to God, we're sitting there. My mom's lecturing her and she's, you know, finishing up her dinner or whatever. And my mom will be talking still. Talk, talk, talk. And Zoe will just put her stuff in the sink uh, and walk upstairs. (laughs) She's like, yeah, uh, I don't give a shit. So I'm going upstairs. (laughs) 
that's what me. What does your what does Cheryl do? She keeps talking, <laughs> and my dad just is like, "Damn!" So <laughs> I was like, "It's not worth my energy." Yeah, she allocates her energy she well. Really, she really does. And my dad and I were actually talking about this the other day. Zoe is one of the few people I've ever met who, this is a great quality, who just does not have to learn the hard way. Yeah. She'll listen to you and she'll just go, okay, yeah, I won't do that. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that took like 10 years for me. Yeah. And she's, yeah, you did it. Um, I got you. I'm listening. So I won't do that. Yeah. I, I get and that. Then she yeah. And I'm like, okay. She doesn't attend every argument she's invited to either. Like no, somebody she does not entertain the bullshit. I like I can rope her into shit pretty easily, mm-hmm. but that's a sister thing, I think. Yeah. But yeah, she's really good at just recognizing that it's not important to her in the moment and removing herself from the situation. Yeah. And I could never do that. And my mom and I's relationship suffered because of it. Yeah. And she just gets up from the table yeah she's like yeah this is uh not for me right now <laughs> this is this is not enjoyable to me anymore i'm good it's amazing yeah that would be a really nice quality i don't have that i don't have that either i need to have the last word i don't even have the last word it's just like it, so things that like and i'll come back i was like that didn't even matter as i'm getting older it's getting easier yeah picking battles is becoming a lot easier like more of a science and less of a random skill yeah and i'm like eh, eh. but like if it is if it is important to me i can't do that like if it's even remotely important to me yeah i can't let it go and I, I can't let feelings go. I can't. We got to address all the elephants in the room. Mm-hmm. I can't. I'm not your good, easy breezy Southern girl who comes in and pretends like everything's just fine. And we all play. It's, it's never happened. It will never happen. Ask anyone in my family. Yeah. You are well aware how we feel about each other constantly. Mm-hmm. Now, bonus of that is then it's over. We talk about it and it's done. Uh, otherwise, I will make you very fucking uncomfortable. We won't get to pretend that nothing's wrong. Yeah. It's not going to happen. I wish it could. I wish it could too. Yeah. I wish I could do both. I mean, I went through a pretty intense go fuck yourself phase when I was in college where I straight forward said (laughs) to people's face with eye contact, hey, why don't you go and fuck yourself (laughs) if they were like annoying me at all? Yeah. I mean, that's totally one extreme. Yeah. I don't want to tell everyone. I don't want to feel like I want everyone to go fuck themselves because that's truly how I feel. I just want to be left alone and I want everyone to go fuck themselves. And that goes along with being impatient. Yeah. And what also goes wrong with the demographic of human beings that you deal with when you are a nurse. Yeah. That doesn't help. It doesn't help because, A, a lot of the population is horrendous. I, I mean, we've talked about this plenty of times. I have a lot of hope in humanity, or it did. And then I became a healthcare provider to fucking help people like a goddamn moron. And Well, I did it for the money. Yeah. Well, how's that working out for you? It's not great. I don't have that much money. <laughs> I don't work for the money <laughs> at all. Not that We do not get paid adequately. I cannot make that any more clear. If you were thinking about going to nursing school for the money, it's, it's, it's not. It's not. It's a secure job. I do like it. Don't get me wrong. 85% of the time. Those 15% of the time, I loathe it entirely and regret every decision I made that led to this point. But 
Anyways, I don't even remember where I was going with that when I just went on that tangent. Wow. We deal with horrible people. At oh, work. we do. And then anybody, even good people, a lot of times when they're sick, are just like the worst versions of themselves. Yeah. And people, when their families are sick, are even worse. The oh worst. my God. I know. So I work in an, in a critical care unit. It's not quite like a medical ICU, but it kind of is. Mm-hmm. And I always know when someone's ready to be transferred when they are start complaining about stuff. Yeah. It's like, okay, you are not sick enough anymore for this floor. Yeah. Because now you're talking to me a lot. Yeah. Um, and I don't like that. So we're going to transfer you to a med service. Okay, bye. Oh, yeah. That's how I feel in the emergency room. Like, people complain, like, you haven't got me my Sprite. I'm like, I am literally covered in blood. Yeah. Like, head to toe covered in blood. I've come out of a code covered in blood. And they're like, my Sprite. And I'm like, do you want me to wipe the blood on the Sprite? Or do you want me to wash myself first? Like, yeah. just curious. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, you're not dying, so shut the fuck up. Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> All right. Moving on from our, in our during from our interview. I'm going to find that in the next question. Ooh, I haven't answered this question, but I want to ask you because okay. I don't know. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? I was looking at that one and I was like, no. Really? Yeah. Nothing. Like, not even an age. No. Nothing. I have no clue. And sometimes I think about it like, how the fuck is it going to happen? Am I going to get sick? I don't want to be that old. Yeah. I always say, as soon as I need help going to the bathroom, or cleaning myself up from going to the bathroom. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I want people I to really miss me. I really don't have an idea. I would want people to miss me, not to like be. Resent the fact that they had to take care of me for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I knew I couldn't figure out the, I was looking at that question. I was like, I have no fucking idea if she knows how she's going to die. I don't. Yeah. And I know that a lot of people have hunches and that's probably why that question's in there. Oh, yeah, I do hardcore. No fucking idea. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't have, like, a family history of anything. Uh, my mom's mom is still alive. She's in her low to mid-80s. My dad's mom just turned 87. The men are dead. Yeah. But not very young. I don't know. Do you see yourself like at the different stages of life? No. I don't either. I see myself as like a middle-aged person. I don't. But I don't see myself as an old person. Yeah. I can't, I think, I don't know. Cause I can see myself like at my parents' age. Yeah. And I've always been able to see myself at my parents' age. Whatever that age. was 15 years ago or whether that's right now. Yeah, but like never your grandparents' age. But never my grandparents' age. Interesting. Do you feel like that has anything to do with it? Like it might. Maybe it'll be. Maybe it'll be like sixties. I don't know. Yeah. I really don't want to live that long. Sixty? I'm no. I mean, like, I don't want to live to a hundred years old. No. I have no interest in doing that. Fuck that. Um, I want to be, you know, functional for as long as possible. I think my dad said it best. He's like, when it's my time to go. Get me all the street drugs, all the fun ones, mm-hmm. and a bottle of Jack Daniels. Drive me into the middle of the woods, and that's good. Turn around and go away. And come back in 12 hours. I want to do all the drugs. I want to drink my bottle of Jack Daniels, and that's a, that'll be it. If it'll we... be on my terms. Being, having it be on my terms would be ideal, yeah. especially with what I see 
uh, death-wise at work, mm-hmm. we keep a lot of people alive, quote-unquote alive. Yeah. And it is horrible. And I think there are fates worse than death. Mm-hmm. And I have made it very clear to the people close to me what I would be okay with and what I would not be okay with if something tragic were to happen to me and my health. Yeah. But it's always so beautiful to me when someone gets sick, they're old, they're like, yeah, I don't want to do any of this treatment. Call the family in, have that discussion. Like one of my favorite patients ever in her hospice or palliative care note was like, I feel like it is a blessing to be able to have this conversation with my children. We're taking the BiPAP off tomorrow. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay. You're 80. You're an adult. You're making that decision. Yeah, and it's not like a suicidal decision. It's like, I don't want a life that's measurable. Right, because what are we going to do? Trach you at 85? Fuck that. Absolutely not. No. So I don't have a hunch about how I'm going to die. I have a hard time seeing myself past my parents' age. I know you do. You have a hunch. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. I think I'm going to get murdered. <laughs> I literally told my mom that when I was six. And I still. I can't believe that. I asked her. I, I mean, like, I can believe it. I just can't believe it. Yeah. Like, I. Well, first of all, I watched Unbelievably Inappropriate TV as a child. Mm. But I've always loved crime shit. Like, I used to. My dad used to, like, pirate shit off the web of, like, um, like forensic files, Law and Order SVU, shit like that. I mean, I, like, I was obsessed with that shit when I was, like, eight years old. And, like, at six, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get murdered for sure. And we'll end up, in case you didn't know this, if you have the same thing as me, I have a very hard time seeing myself in the next stage of life. I'm a very driven person. It's never made me, like, not want to be more yeah. or try hard. Like, I've never been like, oh, I'm not going to be alive anyways. <laughs> like, I work hard, but I don't, like, re- legitimately, I've never seen myself, like, past 30. Yeah, but it's... It's weird because then all of a sudden you're in the next stage of life. Yeah. Right now you are in a stage of life that I never saw like either of us in. No. I'm like, whatever the fuck you call stepmom who's not married, living with a man, divorced. I didn't see any of this shit coming. Right. But I'm also not 30. I feel like 30 was a number that I could never get past. And I'm hoping once I turn 30, like the next window opens. Okay. Of like what I can see. But I truly, I saw myself being able to get married. I wanted to be a mom really bad when I was a kid. I know. I remember. But like, I don't see myself as a mom. Like, I can't see it. Hmm. And I really think I'm going to be murdered, which is really (laughs) fucked up because I have like illnesses. Also, the women in my family live forever. You do have illnesses. Why wouldn't it be one of the illnesses? I don't know. I still have this, like, I told people at work that, and it really unsettled a lot of people at work. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's really weird. I don't, I don't know. I just, it, and it doesn't, I'm not, like, hyper vigilant. Like, I try to be safe. I have a weapon, multiple weapons, and I, but I wouldn't say I'm, like, a fucking doomsday prepper or no, something. I don't think so. Like, I'm not jumpy. I don't I'm, think you conduct yourself on a daily basis like you're about to be murdered. I think I've become the piece of the decision like I've known for so long. How are you going to be murdered? Do you know? I'm just praying to God it's a quick murder. 
I don't want to be kidnapped and held in some, you know, have you seen the TikTok where it's like, you know what I love about murderers? When they have like a thing, you know, <laughs> where they like slowly rip off your toenails. I just love when they have a signature move. I can't. I say, that's what I just pray doesn't happen. Yeah. You want it quick. I want a quick murder. Like, I would be really sad if he mutilates my body, but as long as I'm dead first, like. Right. Post-mortem uh, mutilation, it's like. Yeah. And I don't feel like it's someone I know. Like, I tr- I always thought I was going to be like a serial killer victim or just like in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm. Honestly, at this point, like a patient. That's, yeah, that's a valid concern. I mean, I've been threatened multiple times. I've been choked at work. Like, it's a distinct possibility. But yeah, I super think I'm going to get murdered. Probably before 30. It's really unsettles most people in my life. Okay. Your turn. <laughs> um, I'll end that with, I hope not. I have uh, a lot left to do, so I hope not too. But like, I don't know. I, but it doesn't freak me out. Yeah. Just is. I don't know. I, I know it's fucking weird. I know. Do I people picture themselves as grandparents and like old people? Charlie can. Charlie can like see himself as an old person. He sees me there. I'm like, joke's on you. I will not be there. <laughs> I won't. There's, I just, there's just, I just can't fucking see it. I just can't see it happening. I would never, and I'm not saying this like I would hurt myself. I promise. Like, that's not, I'm just telling you, there's nothing in my brain that sees me having like all white hair and a rocking chair in a nursing home. Also, oh, I would never go to a nursing home. I would oh do so God, many would. drugs. I would like have all of the ecstasy and cocaine and like Molly and shit brought in a nursing home. I would be problematic. Oh my God. Like, if you, if my kid or stepchild put me in a home, I would cause absolute mayhem until I was released. released. Like I would be out. a liability. Yeah. So I'd be like, either I live with you or you have to kill me. <laughs> That's how you get murdered. <laughs> That's how you get murdered. I will not have some CNA hating me every day. I won't do it. I no. won't do it. I will become a liability. Yeah. I will hurt myself and others. <laughs> We'll just start grabbing every male ass I can. And if that. you think there's an ass that's not getting grabbed in that nursing home, you're no, fucking mistaken. I would go a sexual predator. At <laughs> uh, like I literally used to joke with my parents all the time and it's it, like was not a joke. I would tell them I'm putting you in a home. <laughs> the soonest. As soon as I as soon as I can afford a nice a nice home. Yeah. I'm putting the two of you away. <laughs> And they're like, haha, whatever. At least we have Zoe. She's nice. And then I started working in a hospital where we admit people from nursing homes. And mm-hmm. it's it's not even a funny joke anymore. No, it's horrible. I wouldn't I wouldn't put my mom in a home or Charlie's No, mom. I wouldn't put either of my parents in a home. No, I like I said, I will become a liability if someone tries to you know. I will I will find the thuggiest of thug drug dealers and make him my roommate. Yeah. And like have sex with a drug dealer at seventy five to get your like I will cause problems. Just don't put me away. <laughs> just don't put me away. Because I don't, I think Charlie would be dead at this point. Like somehow I outlived him and they put me in a home because there's no way he would let me go to home. Yeah. So that's why I would be causing all kinds of issues and okay. being a, a sexual predator. That's fair. Yeah. So don't do that to me. <laughs> if you just put me in your basement, whoever you are, and like just like turn me every two hours. Yeah. I, that's fine. Just don't fucking put me in a home. I don't want to play bingo. It's not cute or funny. I don't smell do it. terrible in there too. Yeah. Wounds just kill me. Honestly, it's fine. I won't, I won't resent you if you just murder me. Yeah. Make it quick. Yeah. For real. Okay. What's your question? What is your most treasured memory? Oh, God. I'm going to cry. This one's easy. The very first time I snuck into a bar 
Um, my parents helped me get a fake ID. And it was CMA Fest. <sighs> After my senior year of high school. And I was, I was pretty buzzed. And my dad was there. And my dad went up and requested a song the band playing and we were both hammered and we were the only people dancing on a dance floor and i was drunk at the bar for the first time alone with my dad and then i got so drunk my dad had to carry me down to sparrows and we ate pizza together because my mom was mad at us because of how drunk we got and uh like if i could go back that's it that's a good one i don't think i've ever told you've ever told me that one oh man what kind of pizza i don't even remember <laughs> too drunk but i was like or too long 18 ago. yeah and so it was incredible that i was that like he had to carry me it was him and my ex like carrying me and then i ate and i was fine oh so good like what did you drink um a lot of stuff i remember that was the first time i'd ever had a cosmo because i obviously like every other girl our age i love sex in the city mm. and i was like i want a cosmo and i was like this is disgusting <laughs> cosmos suck they were so bad and cranberry um, juice is a totally overrated mixer yeah i didn't like it um at the time in high school i drank beer mostly so i'd had quite a few beers throughout the day um and then i think we did some shots and stuff but i remember like i specifically remember the cosmo i remember dancing with my dad like alone on this floor and like i I don't know. I just, I wasn't embarrassed at all. It was so much fun. We were with like our, um, like family friends and my ex and I like had more fun with my dad. And so that is like my like number one treasured memory. Probably. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Damn. Sorry. No, I like it. That was a good one. I, I like talking about your dad. I know it's hard. Cause I feel like we can't talk about him as much anymore. So it's just hard. Yeah. <sighs> Okay, what about you? Well, I don't have as good of a one, I feel like, now. <laughs> <laughs> God well, damn it. Well, Colin's still here, so you're good. <laughs> I know. It's hard. Well, I mean, not that it's hard when somebody doesn't die, but, like, it's kind of like those questions where, like, if you could have dinner with one person, dead or alive, everybody picks, like, their hero, and, like, yeah. mine's always going to be my dad. Yeah. You know, so. I feel like shower wine is probably my most oh, treasured memory one. so far. That was such a good one. Tell that one again in case I didn't hear that one. Okay. I had a horrible shift. You know, the guy ended up dying. I did everything that I was supposed to do. All of the providers did everything they were supposed to do. It just was not happening for this kid. I was super upset. It was the first time this had happened to me. I think I got done work at 3 o'clock in the morning. Kyle stayed up. Because I didn't text him for the full 12 hours because I was stuck in this room with the patient. And he was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And he came to the hospital and picked me up and drove me home so that I didn't have to walk home by myself at 3 o'clock in the morning. Put me in the shower and then like grabbed a bottle of red wine and sat on my bathroom floor. And we passed a bottle of red wine back and forth from the f his floor wine area to my shower wine area like just sitting in the shower i was i was standing in the shower, shower. just drinking out of the bottle everyone everyone loves a shower beer but i have to suggest shower wine i think i it's, it's the need. best since since that sentimental shower wine moment 
we've reversed it and Kyle's had to take a shower and I've sat on the floor and we've like talked about our day and passed the wine back and forth. And it is good when you're in the shower and it's good when you're sitting on the floor. Yeah. It's nice to be the one to bring the wine too. Yes. It feels good to do that for someone. Yeah. But that was like, holy shit. I'm being taken care of by not my mom or my dad. I'm being loved how I deserve to be loved. Yeah. Yeah. And that was bonkers. Yeah. Which it's like, Sometimes it's like, it's not that it's a small thing, but it's the intimate, truly loving you. It's not a grand gesture. It is a like, I truly love you, care about you thing. Right. If you do have kids, like you tell them about it. You know what I mean? Like that is just like the, the moment when you knew that that was your person. Right. And I get emotional thinking about it and talking about it. And I like literally cried at a picked up picnic bench with my dad when I was telling him about it because I was like it's the nicest thing anyone's ever done it's just purely out of wanting to comfort you right which like again we've had shitty past mm-hmm. and it was just an act of pure love and that's pretty fucking awesome that's a good one thank you you're welcome I like that one okay my question hold please Ooh, if a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself your life or anything else what would you want to know if I'm going to have kids. That was going to be mine. Really? Yes. I don't know. I don't either. That's so weird. Because <laughs> sometimes I think of it and I'm like, that'll be cute. And then other times I'm like, I would literally rather stab myself in the fucking eyeball. Girl. Yeah, you know. I, you know I know. <laughs> Charlie's looked at you this week and be like, so? So where's your gauge at now? Are we full to empty? How full or empty are we? We're closer to empty than we are to full. I understand that. <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah, it's um, it's an adventure. I would say living with a child is an emotional roller coaster. It's it just peaks and valleys. Pe- yeah, pe- peaks and valleys for sure. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I can completely schedule my entire life around other people did you hear the podcast i was listening to in the shower before this the no tra- i was watching tiktoks <laughs> be there in five just did this week an episode on childless millennials yeah and how she's like people consider me selfish because like i see these TikTok because i get mom tiktoks sometimes and they're like so excited to like get a shower and they're so excited just to go to target yeah. And it's like, yes, I understand your life changes. Like, yes, like when we have Parker, our life is different. But like the th- more simple things in life and not taking care of yourself, you see that and you're like, and she said she feels selfish, but she's like, am I going to be happy anymore? Yeah. Will anything bring me joy? She said, because I mean, it took me long enough to be happy with this stage of life and now I'm supposed to sacrifice everything and you're going to believe you that it's worth it. Right. That's a lot. Yeah. People are always talking about you know the unconditional immediate love that you have for your baby and you know maybe that's true but i've heard plenty of stories i mean women specifically where postpartum depression is a huge problem yeah because they think they're supposed to have this like infatuation but they're exhausted oh another a good thing that i saw i forget where damn it but it was essentially talking about like women being pregnant mm-hmm. and it's like don't talk about how hard it was to get pregnant don't talk about how horrible being pregnant was and how sick you felt 
Don't talk about how horrible and painful and long labor was because all of it is just for this one other person. Like, we got to cut that shit out. What? Yeah. It was like, it's all just for this baby. But, but like, you're, you're still, still a person going through all of that. I feel like that is such a huge reason why our parents' generation are divorced is because they created this culture where nothing was about them anymore. They didn't work on their marriage. They didn't work on themselves or anything else. And they were infatuated with kids like our age and younger and stuff. And then that was their whole life. And like, don't get me wrong. Like your child takes up most of your life and it's a priority, but like they lost themselves and their kid. And then either they projected all their shit on their kid. Yeah. Or they became just a shell of a person when their kids leave right because the whole goal is to make competent independent children to get the fuck out of your house exactly like i, I just don't and i think sometimes when people are like you just don't understand until you're a mom and i'm like you know what when you become a mom i think you forget what it's like to not be a mom and you lose sympathy for like the fear that we have right yeah. now where you're like is it worth it would i be good at it i think that all the time I'm like would i be any fucking good at it yeah you know like i I don't know. Could I make a healthy baby? Am I healthy enough to be a good mom? Right. All the time. And then, and you know what? Like, fuck you for making me feel selfish for questioning that. But then also, cause I already have my own biological clock to worry about. I don't need your fucking judgment either. Right. I don't know. I think in that episode, I'm only like uh, two thirds of the way through. I think you should listen. It's she's put into words things that, I mean, I think I've talked with you about, but it's not an open conversation. And it's hard because I have some friends who are struggling with fertility issues, and that seems like the most difficult thing on the fucking planet is to either lose a baby or when you know in your like soul of souls you want a baby and you can't. Mm -hmm. And then I also know people who didn't mean to have a baby or were trapped by a baby or whatever else. And like that's its own struggle. And then there's people who intentionally had babies, had every goal and wanted to. And then they're like, fuck, this is hard. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's everybody has different experiences and we're supposed to all pretend like it's this beautiful, glorious thing, but it's the hardest that you can never understand. But it's also the only thing that gives you purpose in life. And I'm like, I don't I feel like there should be a balance. Why does it have to be all or nothing? Why can't it be something great we do? But that's not the only thing that gives us purpose. Do you think that all of this like baby centered women ignoring shit that goes along with getting pregnant, being pregnant and giving birth? Um has something to do with the fact that men generally didn't help very much probably in the immediate aftermath of having a baby yeah i feel like just in the past you know five or six years um i've seen people taking paternity leave and like leaving for a couple months when their wives or girlfriends or whoever gives birth yeah to stay and help and bond with the baby i don't know mine i have a such a weird perspective because my dad was a stay-at-home dad when i was a kid my dad went to school and like worked at AutoZone while i was in like my preschool and then mm -hmm. he took care of me yeah so he's my stay-at-home dad and did like the laundry the cooking and stuff like that like when i was a baby like until i went to school and then my partner's a single dad so I don't, I don't know my perspective skewed because I've seen such strong male caregivers in my life Yeah, that I also knew I would never tolerate a man who was like hands off with kids. Right. So from my perspective, my dad's job took him away for the whole work week 
Yeah. You know, he'd be home on the weekend and then he would get up early and go to the airport on Monday and he would come back Thursday or Friday. Yeah. Um, That's like what my sister said. Yeah. So he, my mom had a routine with me and mm-hmm. my sister. Yeah. And, you know, when he would be home and trying to help, she'd be like, I have a routine. You're getting in the way. Yeah. I already have this down. Because you're not here during the week. Yeah, not I have to survive sh- without you. Right, not in a shitty way, but like children thrive off of, rut- of a routine. This is the routine. Yeah. And you're not here for most of the days of the week. Yeah. So it's like you need to fit into our routine. Right. But then your dad's sad because he's been alone all week. My family did this. I wasn't there as much when this was going on, but my family did this a lot when I was older. Yeah. And it like, it seemed really hard. It seemed hard on their marriage. And... I don't know. I I watched that happen and I knew that's not what I wanted. Yeah. When I grew up because it wasn't prioritized well at my house. Yeah. If I was going to do it, I would damn, I would need like a written fucking contract. Mm-hmm. Of like <laughs> how much time are you taking off afterwards? If I'm cutting back my hours, are you cutting back your hours? Yeah. How early can we send this thing to preschool or daycare? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. My mom always says one of her biggest regrets is not going back to work after she had my sister. And I fully believe that she feels that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty valid. Yeah. That's also hard to put on work. you guys. That's hard to put on you guys, though, too. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, now. I mean, Zoe still lives at the house, but I haven't been there in years. Mm-hmm. And. If she wanted to go get a job, it's like, you know, who's going to hire someone who doesn't have anything on their resume since the mid 90s? Yeah. I don't think I could after I had. So when COVID started, I had a fever for like, what was it, like five, six weeks? It was a long time. It was a, it was an exhaustingly long time. And I am very extroverted, very outgoing. Go, go, go. And I couldn't leave and I couldn't go to work. And I always thought that maybe once I had a baby, I'd feel differently. I'd want to be up. No. I cannot be a full-time stay-at-home mom. Yeah. I, I, we realized that. He's like, I, as much as you want to stay home because you like need to keep a job. You right. need purpose because you don't do well and you're not kind. And I was like, I know I'm not kind because I'm not okay. Yeah. Like I wasn't, I lived for this podcast. That's what I was able to post a lot and do a lot because I needed a job and I needed to focus. Right. So I know, but I mean, like, I respect the shit out of stay-at-home moms. I'm not, like, trying to minimize it. I I wouldn't be good at it. That's like saying, like, I respect the shit out of artists. That doesn't mean I'd be a good artist. Yeah, my mom was a baller, badass stay-at-home mom. She took her job seriously. She did. She did a great fucking job. And, you know, I think I turned out pretty good. I think Zoe's doing a great job. Uh, I, you know, circling back to being impatient... Am I patient enough to have a child? I know everyone says it's different when they're your own. I don't know. Like I see screaming kids at restaurants and I, you know, want to say something like get your fucking kid out of here. Yeah. You're ruining it for the rest of us. Yeah. I feel like maybe after, you know, we take the next step in our relationship, like I'm engaged or married, we can do an episode on like step parenting or dating someone with a kid. Yeah. Um, That's a very... That is a role that I feel like no one fucking talks about at all. Yeah. Um, I've had no guidance on how to handle dating somebody with a kid. And then you're also like, um, this is really hard because I deal with the hard parts about parenting, but I don't really get a say in a lot of stuff. 
and that it makes you question like do i want to be a mom would i be a good mom because there's so every decision is yours yeah when it's your when you're a parent and part of you is like i wish i was the parent because then i could have some sort of control because just a it's kind of like almost like being a kid again there's so much that's like so out of my control and out of my hands and it affects my everyday life right and there's nothing i can do about it and it wouldn't trade charlie for the world i mean he is a fucking gift but it's just a whole different role that's really hard and that people don't talk about yeah other than a couple of my girlfriends who are stepmoms that i talk to but they are like yeah i have no idea <laughs> i'm like cool awesome i don't know and it's it, crazy. It, it has not it, it has made me less sure of what I want. Right. Other than I know that I would want, if I have a baby, like without a shadow of a doubt, Charlie being the dad, he would be a fucking, he's a great dad. And I want him to be like my baby daddy. Yeah. But like, I, I don't know. I don't have any more confidence or assurance or like, I'm not like, oh yeah, for sure. I want to be a mom now. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I'm, feel that way about anything in my life. That's true. I don't even know if I still want to do this job anymore. Like I still don't, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I had, when I was a teenager, I was like, so sure. I want to be a nurse. I want to help people. I want to have a family. I want to do this. And I'm like, I'm here. I have no idea. Yeah. I know I'm looking at other career options. I'm like, what do I want to do? I have a whole lot of time left. I'm working minimum another probably 30, 40 years. Unless you get murdered in the next year and a half. Yeah. But I don't like want to stop trying. Okay. That's fair. It's like a, I want like the list of accomplishments at my funeral. Not, well, she kind of knew it was coming, so she slowed down. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Okay. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. There's also so many things up in the air. Like, okay, so now you've made the decision that you want to have a kid. Can you? Can you? Can I? Who knows? How long long is it going to take? How old am I going to be? Yeah. And then you make the huge mistake and you have the kid. (laughs) right yeah and then they want another one yeah you can't have an i can't have an only child i i feel like i've known a couple only children that were cool and i've known more than a couple only children that couldn't share yeah <laughs> I have maybe a- that maybe you put your spawn in you know daycare at four months old and they're just social beings that's what my parents did with me. My mom had to go back to work after after three months. Yeah. My dad never stopped working. Yeah. That was it. My mom didn't stop working until after Zoe was born. Yeah. She worked full time with me until I was five. Yeah. I don't know. I have no, I have no idea. I'm not going to pretend like I have any fucking clue. I have no clue. That is something so big that's up in the air. Because even when you make the decision, it's not a guarantee that it's going to happen. Yeah. And even when you have the child so many things can go wrong that's terrifying to me yeah like you finally decide you want it and then you can't or you can't or you can and then there's a problem yeah or there's no problems during pregnancy and then you have your kid and they you know can't speak yeah or you know they have a physical deformity yeah you know or they or they get fucking hit by a bus when they're five like it's crazy just, horrible shit happens all the time and i have said this and i do fucking stand by this i will not be getting knocked up with trump in office so kai y'all you better hope <laughs> that he doesn't win the next election because by the time he's out of office 
this bitch will be practically a geriatric pregnancy if I were to get pregnant. <laughs> and we're at a much higher risk. Much higher risk. So for my children, everyone, my future children, vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> or, 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 or Joe Jerkerson. Just, just not Trump. Just not Trump. I'd prefer if you went for Biden. Just to make it sure, like a sure thing. Yeah. But, you know, if you're so fucking pro-life and you want me to have babies and my life's not worth it if I don't have any babies. <laughs> There's a convincing factor. If you want me to have kids, vote for Biden. <laughs> this is some Christian manipulation. I'm like, I've anything I've ever seen. You know, I've been studying you guys for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Just plotting every time we say our father how you can get in their brains. I think I finally figured it out. <laughs> This is manipulation. I'll sacrifice my body. Your body, your choice. Your president. It's my body and it's my choice. And he's not my president. <laughs> and I will not be making that choice with my body. With the Cheeto in office. <laughs> I, I won't do it. Speaking of which. Yes. Because we probably need to wrap up. Okay. So we're thinking, because this is, because we record this in person, this may or may not come out after. We're kind of trying to figure out timing. We need to have our political episode. Where we kind of maybe go through points, talk things out, really like, hey, no matter what, vote. Well, we're not trying to convince you one way or another. We're going to talk out, have our conversation to show that we can still be best friends and think differently. Right. But like, just vote. Your vote does matter. I live in Tennessee. I get this overwhelming feeling like my vote matters all doesn't matter all the time. I understand. Yeah. yeah, maybe in the scheme of things, it's not as relevant as someone who lives in a swing state. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't matter. So show up and do your part because I truly believe you can't bitch or make TikToks or Instagrams or whine if you didn't vote. Right. If you're if you're 18 or older, you can't complain if you don't vote. Mm-hmm. Um, I do live in a swing state, a pretty important swing state yeah. this year. Uh, and it is shocking the contrast between, you know, 10 miles from outside the city that I live in. So we can definitely talk about that because I, I my mind is blown on a daily basis just taking walks yeah. around my house. So I would love to do that. Yes. I want we have to do that before the election though. So this episode may come out like later like on. later. So I know we talked about how we bent you over last week, but it might not have been last week. It might have been 2 weeks ago. We just don't know. We do not have our shit together. We don't apologize for it. It's just how it is. Yeah, like let's be real. Until somehow we magically make this our career, you can't expect true organization from us. This is this is a hobby of me talking to my best friend and then hanging out with you guys. So we're trying our best, but we think that's such an important conversation, so we're going to work it in and we'll make it work. We'll make it work. We always do. We always do. All right. We love you guys. Morgan, where will they see your social media shit? Ugh. Instagram at make it work podcast, Twitter at make it work pod, Facebook.com slash make it work podcast and make it work podcast at gmail.com. All right. Good night, guys. Love you more. Love you.